0: what's going on everybody today we have two topics and they are very different topics we have we're going to be talking about apple arcade because we just found out some new details about apple arcade namely the price we now know what it's going to cost so we will talk about that and revisit some of the other things that we know about apple apple arcade and I'm going to tell you guys whether or not I'm going to be buying it or not um, and or whether or not it makes sense for me. Uh, we're also going to be talking about GameStop. GameStop has been rumored or has been, I guess, announced to close 200 of their stores. Now that is news that is making waves. A lot of people are reporting this. Um, I kind of don't see the big deal. I'll talk a little bit about that. Anyway. Yeah, these are two incredibly different topics. And we're just gonna jump right into our chat about Apple Arcade. So Apple Arcade, we now know after um, Apple's recent keynote uh, this week, we know that Apple Arcade is going to cost $5 a month. And that includes an option for families, meaning that presumably you can distribute Apple uh, Apple Arcade to uh, different folks in your family, without paying over that $5 a month mark. Now that is pretty um, impressive in the price. It's almost a little too impressive. Like I kinda have to wonder what this is gonna really be and how it's really gonna work if it's truly going to be $5 a month. That seems absurdly low for a list of 100 games. Uh, that you can play on demand. I just have some questions, and we don't have answers yet, but my main question is how many, if any, of these games, 100 games at launch, will include microtransactions? Uh, Apple Arcade has seemed up to now like a way for Apple to distance themselves from the sort of bad reputation of mobile games because mobile games have a bad rap, a hugely bad rap with uh, game enthusiasts. So by game enthusiasts, I specifically mean console and PC gamers. Those are the folks who tend to put a lot of time and energy into Pooping all over uh, mobile game trends and microtransactions and free to play and pay to win and all of these sort of tropes that are admittedly quite annoying about the the mobile gaming space. Of course, it doesn't apply to all mobile games. There are absolutely fantastic mobile games and touchscreen based games out there. Um, And mobile games are actually how I sort of got reintroduced to this current um, this current generation of games, uh, probably in about 2013 or 2014, I got my iPad. And um, I've loved my iPad. It's before I had a PS4. It's before I had a gaming PC, any of that stuff. So I really cut my teeth with this current generation of video games on indie titles on iOS, like uh, Monument Valley, like The Room, all of these great like point point-and-click adventure type games. Um, as well as some action games too. And I sort of like just figured out that I was really interested in video games by buying an iPad a number of years ago. And um, that led to me buying all the stuff that I have now. So I have a pretty unique perspective on this, uh, but I still have to wonder, you know, is, is $5 a month really going to be enough for Apple to be motivated to give us truly free, or not free, but um, truly uh, complete gaming experiences that don't have any sort of catches to them? Are these truly complete games, or will we have to pay to play them? Um, That's my question. And I think it's a very important one, and hopefully we get an answer soon. Um, It could be, I guess there's a possibility it kind of seems unlikely to me, but it, there may be a possibility that Apple is just doing this to potentially sell more Apple TVs, to sell more iPads, to sell more Macs obviously. Um you know, they want people to enjoy a game on their phone and then be able to take it to uh their TV or to maybe their MacBook, um but they have to have all of those devices for Apple Arcade to really do what it's supposed to do. So that's a fair point. But I mean, is Apple Arcade really going to sell hardware? I have questions about that. I have questions about that. So for me personally, I am probably one of the few people that might actually buy Apple hardware just to play Apple Arcade. Uh, And let me explain that. So I have been on the edge... Or on the, I've been on the ledge of buying an Apple TV for a very long time. Um, I have a TV at my house uh, that I like quite a lot, but I don't like the smart TV integration inside of it. So it's a Sony Bravia TV. It ships with, uh, what is it called? Uh, It ships with Android TV. So I get basically the Android phone version with like Google play and all that stuff. I get that in a TV form. So it's basically the, the TV equivalent to Apple TV or excuse me. Uh, it's the, it's the TV equivalent to, um, or it's the, uh, what am I trying to say? It is, uh, the Apple TV to Androids, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So let's just, let's just leave it there. Okay. So, so Apple TV I've been wanting one. I've been eyeballing this thing for a long time. I feel like it's going to let me get the most out of my current TV set, and I know that it's just little things about my TV piss me off all the time. There's always things going wrong, weird connectivity issues, um weird issues with like um what do we what do we got? Weird issues with like certain apps just underperforming. Certain apps are glitchy because it's just a newer platform and not all of these developers are on their game yet with the Android TV. So I'm tired of waiting for this thing to to feel caught up. It seems like there's always something new popping up that just is ridiculous to me. So I feel like I am eventually going to have to get an Apple TV and Apple Arcade will probably push me over the edge to buy that. Um, So... The weird thing is the probably the weirdest thing to me about Apple TV is that Apple is not giving us an Apple gamepad. Don't we need that? Don't we need an Apple gamepad to really flesh this whole thing out because we can use that Apple gamepad with our phones, with our iPads, with our Macs and with the TV, all of it we can use it with that. So certain games are going to have really good touch controls that's all good um great for those games and some games are going to be more like platformers that really need some kind of gamepad excuse me some kind of gamepad type controls and i mean let's be honest the apple tv remote is just you just it's just not working man and no one really is going to have a great experience playing a game with that thing it's just not i've i've done it i've been there i've tried using that thing and I've even uh, had some longer game sessions with that thing. So it can be done, but you're always going to have a better experience with a gamepad. So, why isn't Apple putting out their overpriced uh, gamepad to accompany this service? That seems like a no brainer. It seems like a, a must to me to have that. And Apple has not done it. So, um, at the previous uh Apple keynote not this most recent one but the, the other one that was recently uh this year uh Tim Cook came out and said that the Apple TV will be compatible with the Xbox One controller and the PlayStation 4 DualShock controller DualShock 4 controller and and then he like goes yeah we're going to be playing games on other consoles gamepads But it's like, why would anybody with a PS4 or an Xbox One want to buy or want to pay for Google uh, or, excuse me, want to pay for Apple Arcade when they've already got a console? This seems like a weird and bad move. It just seems like a bad business strategy for Apple. And that's not to say it seems like a bad business strategy for them to have these options. I think it's actually good that I can just pick up a, a controller laying around my house and pair it with an Apple TV. That's really cool. But the issue is that it's not uh it, it's just not business savvy to do it that way. Make your own gamepad or at least at least make a, a an effort to recommend a gamepad. Like the Steel Series gamepads seem fine, and why not? Why not pick that up and say, "Here's the one we recommend," which it, I mean it, it sort of feels like it unofficially is that one because you find that one at all the Apple stores, all that kind of stuff. So, but I just feel like I just feel like uh, Apple needs to sort of double down on this whole thing and and introduce us to a gamepad. I feel like that that's should be essential for a service like this. Google has given us an actually really attractive gamepad for. Google Stadia. So what's 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 the deal? I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, what else? Um another question I have about Apple Arcade right now is why is there no new Apple TV? I mean, we have Apple TVs out there right now, but don't we need a newer version of the Apple TV to perform well with all these current-gen games like Am I really going to get the best out of something like Oceanhorn 2 with just the current whatever 4K um, Apple TV on the market is? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I I really have some questions about how well these games are going to look and play across all of these Apple devices on mobile, on MacBooks, and Apple TVs. Is Oceanhorn 2 really going to look as good as it does in the trailers? My assumption would be no. My assumption would be they're using that on... that. That is like the best case scenario, like iMac Pro performance that they're showing. And we're not going to have it look like that. That's what I'm thinking. Um, maybe they got some tricks up their sleeve to make that particular game look good. But we'll just have to see. By the way, Ocean Oceanhorn 2 is the game that you may have noticed in a lot of these trailers that kind of looks like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um the original Oceanhorn game seemed to draw a lot of inspiration from uh, Wind Waker, like pretty blatantly, actually. So uh, it's clearly a Zelda ripoff type of series, but it also has some charm and some merit of its own. So um, I'm interested in that one just because it looks like the most complete game in the package. Um, but it's it, w- it would be it would make a lot more sense if we had a gamepad. It just would for all these reasons. Um. Okay. Next up, we're going to talk about GameStop. That is, that is. Forward slash end rant on uh, our Apple Arcade thing. So let's move into GameStop. Okay, so GameStop has about six thousand stores, and the it has been reported that GameStop is preparing to close around two hundred stores by the end of the year. Now, that number could be a lot higher. <laughs> You know what I mean like that is not a that's not that doesn't seem like a um a doomsday number to me. I feel like you know they're only they're only getting rid of a a number of they're getting rid of a small fraction of their stores and of course that really sucks for all the employees um it sucks for those communities and people in those communities that enjoy those stores, but at the end of the day, we're talking about a small number so uh, my heart goes out to any of those employees that are deal that are gonna have to deal with this but in my opinion uh it's not gonna it, it's not it doesn't i i'm not in thinking that that's indicative of any huge kind of like doomsday scenarios with uh gamestop because um gamestop is not my favorite store to go to <laughs> um I like video games as you guys know but uh, I don't really feel loyalty toward GameStop, and I kind of feel surprised that so many other content creators, like mostly YouTubers, that cover a lot of the more retro side of things with games, they feel very loyal to GameStop. They they sort of speak highly of GameStop and how great it is that GameStop is still around. But, you know, GameStop's kind of the last one. It's kind of the last man standing and it's still basically a corporate entity. So I don't really feel um, like I need to roll out the red carpet for GameStop necessarily. I just feel like GameStop is a store that's still around. And that's cool because it gives people a chance to go buy games. I actually got my my newer version of the Nintendo Switch out of GameStop um, when I traded my old one in and got the newer Redbox version. Um, I did that through GameStop, and it was actually a really good experience. A lot of the people at GameStop are really, like I've noticed over the years, this is something you'll hear a lot, that the GameStop employees kind of really seem on their game. Like, it kind of seems like GameStop is often lucky to have these individuals uh, who could probably be doing better things with their, uh, you know, have better career paths in front of them. Um, And I don't mean that to sound... uh, Uh, negative or anything like that to any of these individuals who work at GameStop I just mean the quality of employee you find at this place makes you wonder like why this person's not um, in a higher paying position uh, in that company or some other company because they just have good employees so um, that's definitely a compliment that many people will give GameStop Um, guys I'm going to be right back I'm going to grab a soda I get to do that. I get to grab sodas on my podcast. All right, thank you. Thank you for allowing me that opportunity that I gave myself. Okay, so. Let's get back on track here. GameStop, I don't feel loyalty to GameStop. I appreciate that they're still around. I appreciate that it's a, an option that I have to go to to buy games. I do go there and do business with them sometimes. I've probably done more business with GameStop in 2019 than any other year in the past, weirdly enough. That's probably just because I'm kind of playing more games and I'm, you know, thinking about games more. I have a, a larger budget to buy games. And I'm doing like this podcast, and I have other uh, content creation type hobbies around gaming these days. So, GameStop, I I I do business with them. I appreciate that they're around, but they're it's to me it's just another corporate entity. Um, I don't really think I don't really feel better about myself. If I go buy something at GameStop versus on maybe Amazon, I just, you know, it's still a corporate entity. So it's kind of apples to oranges, in my opinion. Um, and I, frankly, buy most of my games digital. I know a lot of folks my age, kind of that, you know, mid to late 30s, early 40s, whatever age range, are really die hard um, physical game collectors. And shouts to them and props to them. And if you like collecting games, then I absolutely uh, applaud that. I respect that. It's just not for me at this particular moment. I would much rather have the convenience of just being able to have every game on demand without switching out hardware. That's that's important to me more than anything. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see how GameStop adapts because obviously the writing's on the wall. Physical games are kind of going away. Maybe we'll get one more generation, but, you know, what's one more generation? I mean, that's another, like, five, six, seven years, and then what? And then after it's all dried up, and then when the next, next console comes out, or when everything goes to cloud gaming, then obviously GameStop is going to be no more. It's not going to be It's not. – you're not going to be able to sell uh, games like that in a place that um, – You're not going to be able to sell um, games for obsolete consoles on a massive scale like that. You just can't do it. So um, here's the thing. I feel like gaming uh, is going away from physical media, but that doesn't mean that it has to go away from physical items. Like I still like, you know, buy, instead of buying a game, uh, physically buy the game digitally and then buy a poster or buy a t-shirt or buy amiibo or buy um, some other physical representation of that thing that you love it doesn't necessarily have to be another spine on your shelf um, you know, mostly what that spine on your shelf is ever gonna be is just a spine on the shelf. It's not gonna be, it's not, you know, you're not taking it down that often, you're not looking at it, or maybe you are, but you know, how many other people are looking at it? How many, like in your home, how many people are going into your giant YouTuber game room and plucking out one of those many hundreds of discs or or cartridges that you have on your wall plucking those out and looking at them and, and really enjoying the artwork and enjoying the the manufacturing quality of the cartridge or whatever it not really not much so for me I, I would just I appreciate having those but I appreciate the convenience a lot more personally kind of rambling here let's get back on the topic of GameStop in particular and how it fits into what we're talking about so with GameStop, GameStop should be trying to adapt and I think it's kind of what they're doing. They're going more the merchandise route, which I think frustrates a lot of people. But at the same time, that's what video, that's the life after physical games is merchandise. And whatever that means or whatever, I would love to see physical tokens of some kind that you buy a game digitally and then you get this sort of, piece of memorabilia that you can kind of put on your shelf maybe next to all your old games I I don't know I I don't know I I feel like hopefully someday we will get an alternative um, way to buy a game physically that's not actually the media on a disc but maybe some kind of amiibo token type of thing that gives me some sort of perk with the gameplay I don't know I don't know I just don't know. Like maybe Nintendo, like if you buy a Switch game digitally, then Nintendo opens up a special store for you in the eShop that lets you buy and order physical products. And maybe you can buy and order a physical product or a physical manifestation of a game that you like. Maybe it just comes on a little token. Maybe it's more like an amiibo. Who knows, but you know this is something people should really look into because this could be life after physical media is um and it and it seems like just i'm not the the big idea person here but somebody could be and i think somebody could really knock this idea out of the park if they did it the right way so we'll have to see how things go with GameStop i i again i still feel like 200 stores out of 6000 is not the end of the world. Um, of course it sucks for those employees, but there's still, you know, 5,000 and something stores out there. So eh, what's 200 at the end of the day? It's, it it sucks, but it's not, it's not indicative of some huge, uh, things about to cave in on itself. I don't think. So anyway, guys, that is going to be all for this one. I managed to rant and rave for longer than I expected on these two topics. So happy to put this one in the bank. Um, You can reach me, guys, on Road Noise Gaming on Twitter. That's at Road Noise Gaming on Twitter. That's where you can find me. That's where you can interact with me. That's it for this one, guys. Peace.